Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mostly Soccer Podcast. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and today I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy, what today? So, Michael, I've been planning this. I want you to announce me. I'm going to let you decide who I am today. We're back from a long hiatus. <laughs> you can only be one thing. What is You're Jimmy Rings. Jimmy, Jimmy got Rings. engaged. Jimmy I got did. engaged. That's how far, how long we've been away. <laughs> Years, it feels like. Life has changed dramatically. I I mean, I wasn't in shock when I heard the news, <laughs> but I was just so happy for you. I couldn't believe it was happening. Yeah, well, thank you. I um it's very exciting news. Um I, I could not be happier. Um I I I was thinking this, I'm like, well, we'll we'll talk it on the podcast. I'll post the picture pictures or something like that on the Instagram on the Twitter for everybody to see since our Instagram is a joke and nobody cares about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Instagram's dead. <laughs> Yeah, this room died a long time ago. A slow, sad death. Uh, but I'll, I'll post something about it on there today after we now that we've broke the news officially. Uh, but I am I am very happy, man. Very, very happy. I know, Jimmy. I'm I'm so happy for you and for Jen. Um, I mean, God bless. Yeah, man, thank you. <laughs> and and uh, you stole my thunder a bit because this is the year that I'm planning on proposing as well. So. <laughs> I mean, the mostly soccer fans are going to have a lot of this uh, congratulating us to do. Yes. All the one hey, of them. Yeah, get to work. <laughs> all one of them will have to congratulate <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's that's huge. And I'm I'm so happy for you guys. But now, I mean, I was planning. I mean, Brooke will never listen to this or anything. So I could literally <laughs> say anything I want. Um I was planning on like September because we were planning on going to Iceland mm-hmm. and now it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So the next trip that we have planned is a cruise, but you oh. just proposed on a cruise. So I don't yes. think I can do that. I was going to say, I don't know if you could do that. I mean, I would recommend it. It was nice, but I feel like yeah. that would, I feel like she wouldn't appreciate that as much now. I know. Um, also the, the anxiety of bringing that ring anywhere on vacation would oh would murder me it was tough it was tough and we we did a day before we went on the cruise too where i carried the thing around on me because Ooh. i refused to leave it in the car or in or the in luggage so, yeah so it, it stayed on me it was, it was tough it was mentally draining it, it was very mentally draining it's mentally draining as this week of uh city football is gonna be for me it was just as mentally draining yeah but all right jimmy enough about you and your happiness <laughs> over to the real important stuff let's start talking about the football the soccer and first thing i think we got to talk about the world cup yes uh the draw happened italy is missing the world cup yeah. after winning the euro um i mean uh, I, i'm i'm not even that upset like, back-to-back world cups so it's it is what it is it, it's sad and you know some of our friends are portugal fans and have given us some shit <laughs> for it but like I don't really care about the Italian national team all that much. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just, it's more that it's embarrassing. I think it's really disappointing because I think they have a, a great team in a lot of ways. And to just, you know, it shows how brutal qualifying can be. I mean, in addition to Italy, we also have Chile. We have Colombia. Yeah, Colombia is a big miss. From, from, from uh, South America, both missing out. I mean, it, it's crazy, you know. It's tough, and there's still a lot of teams that still have yet to qualify. We have a few teams that are battling in the the worldwide 
intercontinental <laughs> playoffs. So we'll see what happens next. But um, I, I am. I here's the thing. This World Cup has got me like once again. You know, it's the soccer football world of. You have to put your morals to the side to be able to enjoy it in many ways. And this World Cup is going to be a prime example of it. But I am excited for the World Cup to be here. It doesn't feel like the last one was that long ago. And at the same time, it feels like it was so long ago. It's, it's an interesting feeling. Yeah. Um, I'm not happy about it being in the winter. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I don't like the fact that we're going to be putting leagues on hold. Or I honestly don't even know what the plan is. Is the plan to put them on hold for a month? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that is that's the only option. So dumb. The leagues are going to start up in August, and that's really the only way it can go. Yeah, so we're going to be taking a hiatus from I would the say two months, from, probably. I I think it's from like November something to December 18th, I know, is the final. Yeah. But there'll but, be, obviously, there need to be a couple warm-up weeks prior to the World Cup for the clubs, the, the countries to get together to train, and obviously some time afterwards, there might be a couple weeks after that. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not I mean, I'm obviously excited for a World Cup, but I'm I'm disappointed that's happening in such an odd way because mm-hmm. FIFA is so blatantly corrupt. Yes. <laughs> it, it's just bizarre. Um, but the U.S. got a decent draw. I mean, they have a group that they'll be able to get out of if they play well and they're mm-hmm. going to be challenged and they're going to have to play well. They drew England, Iran and either Ukraine, Scotland or Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a tough group. I mean, there's I mean, there's a few easy groups. I think it was a pretty even draw, which which is nice for a change. I think all of the groups are yeah. pretty competitive. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I do think the U.S. have a decent shot to make it out of this group. I don't think they could have asked for a much better group. Um, so I, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm excited to play England. I think that will be an enjoyable match. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited I'm very excited for the World Cup. I think the in terms of like the group that I find the most interesting is probably Group E, where you have Spain, Germany, Japan, and then either Costa Rica, New Zealand. And I think Costa Rica, having watched them play, I think they'll go through over New Zealand. And I think it's a very competitive group. Um, yeah. I, we've already seen what Costa Rica, when you have Kaelin Navas, if he's on form, can do at a World Cup. We've seen it before. And, you know, one of the few one of those World Cup star goalkeepers that actually proved to actually be great in club football. So I'm uh, I'm interested. I, I think it's going to be fun. I think there's, like I said, some really good competitive groups. And it will be weird seeing it in the winter. But it would also be pretty damn cool that on Black Friday, we're going to have the U.S. and England playing each other. This is going to yeah. be pretty damn cool. Well, I guess I'll have to rearrange my shopping trips then around that game. <laughs> also, I'm a little bit concerned that games are going to be at like 3 a.m. for us because they're playing across the globe. I, I think that they're in the morning. I don't know if they're that early. I know yeah. that that game is the latest game, I think they said of the day, which is at 11. So there <laughs> might be like the 5 or five or 6 a.m. and things like that. But I don't know. We'll see. It's a tough sell. Tough sell. We shall see. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be we'll be watching regardless of the uh, the human rights violations and consequences. Yeah. True fans. True fans, baby. <laughs> um, anyways... Let's get into. Do you want to talk Champions League first a little yeah, bit, Jimmy? We should talk Champions League first, as, as there's sound coming out somewhere. But um, we should. Uh, I don't know if you heard it. I heard sound on my end. Um, but we should talk the Champions League because I think we have a very, very interesting quarterfinals. And I think the. I do have to say that I think so far, the the first two games yesterday went as to be expected. Liverpool pretty easily handled Benfica. 
Um, in City, had the most frustrating game you could possibly have. Watched Atletico Madrid play their 5-5-0 formation. Clog the box, create nothing of a threat, um, but constantly have me on edge the whole time. It, but City pull out a 1-0 victory after an amazing goal created by Phil Foden and a fantastic finish by Kevin De Bruyne. Um, so... I, I don't even want to say what you've texted me yesterday, Michael. What did I say? But now, as I'm watching Real Madrid win 3-1 over Chelsea, and the shock that may hold up here of Villarreal 1-0 over Bayern with under 10 minutes left, your prediction, Michael, is looking like it really might happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. My prediction is I'm I'm almost certain of it. Liverpool and City will be facing off in the Champions League final. I mean, for me, they're clearly the two best teams in this. Real Madrid looks good, but I think City is going to be able to handle them. I, I don't know if I can handle that. Though. I, I think you're trying to kill me. So we, we'll talk about the week City's had. I mean, City have played. So they played Atletico uh, yesterday. They'll be playing Liverpool on Sunday. Atleti again next Wednesday. And then Liverpool again in the FA Cup <laughs> semifinal, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, I, I can't nightmare. handle Nightmare. Absolute the fact nightmare. that it's literally we can't avoid them. Like, it's it's just... If it comes down to City versus Liverpool for the league, now the semifinal of the FA Cup and the potential the final of the Champions League, I, I don't know if I I don't know if I'm gonna be here to tell the tale. I won't yeah. make it to my wedding. I know there's uh it's definitely gonna be stressful for you over these next few weeks. Um, but the games are gonna be incredible. I mean, seeing City and Liverpool face off is always so intense. And now there's so much on the line literally in every match. Uh, the league, I mean, if Liverpool win that game, it's likely that they'll go on to win the league. And same thing with mm-hmm. City. Um, FA Cup, same thing. Whoever wins that game is probably going to win the FA Cup. And then, obviously, if they meet in the Champions League, it's the final. So, I'm I'm hopeful that we'll, we'll get to see them in the final. And I'm very excited for this game on Sunday. Yeah, as am I. I think maybe because it's been a while now, we forget how great... That first match was that second half in particular was one of the most enjoyable matches I've ever seen. It was end to end, incredible goals from both sides. Uh, that was the game we saw Mo Salah score from ridiculous angles, and then the response from Kevin De Bruyne from the top of the box. Just it was an awesome game. I, I I love that. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very nervous, but I, I'm excited. To the the other thing you said to me yesterday is there would be no better way to win it uh it would be the ultimate victory to be able to win it that way so we, we shall see i mean it's gonna be intense it, it really is um i mean i and i don't want to put it like i said i think real madrid are excellent this season i think kareem benzema is on another level right now it, it's crazy to me to think that he's leveled up from the player he's already been which is you know one of the best strikers of this generation and all of a sudden now he's gotten even better yeah um I would never count them out. I think they have all the possibility in the world to beat City. I think Atletico Madrid are not fully dead. Though, I will say, if they play the way they played the last game, I, I just don't see where they they need to score early. Or if they're chasing the game and they open up, I think City would be able to beat them. I, I just... That team, yeah, I, I can't... I don't want to see them win. They're never not dead, even just because they're playing City. I just don't want to see a team succeed playing the way they played yesterday. I love Atletico Madrid. I really do. You know I've liked Atletico Madrid for a long time. I know. But I I, <laughs> I, I think that you need them to play Arsenal 
in a game that matters to fully understand what it's like playing against them. They are just a supervillain team. Yes. <laughs> Diego Simeone is an actual supervillain. He they hates are. football. Yeah, but that's what they always like. they always get it done. They always get it done somehow. They do. Um, I will say, I do think we finally found like this was a, and he's been coming into good form lately. Grealish finally kind of fitting into the city team. He came on in the second half and he drew like seven fouls. I, I think it might have been officially five, but he drew more than anybody combined in the game in like playing like in thirty minutes or twenty minutes, whatever he pe- played. And he clearly was also riling up the Atletico Madrid players. Um, so we may have found the real use for him, which is, you know, sometimes specifically in the Champions League games, you need that player that causes your opponent to do something stupid. And his ability to just linger on the ball and draw fouls may be that. Mm. Which, yeah, you know, yeah. when you're a city team that doesn't have a a real striker and you have to create things in different ways, that's a good opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, um, Champions League, a lot going on there. But Jimmy, even more going on in the Premier League. Uh, it's crazy. And we got to start. Let's just start right at the top since we're on the topic. City sit at top right now with 73 points, one point ahead of Liverpool. And as we just said, they play on Sunday. Uh, City have, they've been uh, topsy-turvy a little bit uh, in the league and struggling where Liverpool have just, won every single game. I think they've won their last five on the bounce at least. I'm nervous for City here, Jimmy. Um, I mean, we should just talk about it now. Who do you think is coming out on top for this match? All right. I'm going to believe that City will get this one. I, I, I do believe it. I think Liverpool are an extremely dangerous team. I hate playing them. I've hated playing them for years because <laughs> they're just insanely frustrating at times. But um, I and it looks like City probably will be without Ruben Diaz again. But I want to give credit to the, the man who has maybe impressed me the most over the last few weeks has been Nathan Ake, who has just looked like he was incredible yesterday. He was great in the week. He he looks like he looks like the player I think we thought we were signing, and I think he's it's been kind of tough on him because he really hasn't got a run in. I mean, he plays one game and then you don't see him again for two months. And it's really hard to get any form when that's the case. I've been impressed with him. I think he'll probably play in this game if Diaz is out. I I think he may play as a left back and they may play Cancelo at right back like they did against Atletico Madrid. And I I was very impressed. I I think the defense is going to be the story of this game. Uh, It took individual brilliance from both teams the last time around to get goals. I I think it's going to be similar. I just... I don't know. I feel like City have teetered the last, you know, month, two months in the league. I think that they're going to be up for this game. And I, I don't know why I'm, I feel as confident as I felt against Liverpool in this one. Is this one at Anfield or is it in Manchester? This is this is this is at the Etihad. Oh, mm, I don't know. I'm uh, I think my official prediction, I think I've told you this, is that Liverpool are going to win the league this year. I think they're going to beat City in this one. And City are going to go on to win the Champions League. I know that you would probably take that trade. At this point, I'd take it. I I, I would just because I I want to see that Champions League monkey off the back. Uh, I want to I want to see that them lift that trophy because I think this group of players, and it's a, you know it's a little bit of a different group this season in some ways. I mean, over the last two years really, because Grealish is the only new one brought in. But um, I think that. 
this group does deserve to have that one trophy that's that they're they just missing. They're missing that one thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they will go down in years and talk about how great this team was and talk about all the great teams, if they don't have that Champions League trophy, I think people will hold it against them. So I really want to see them finally win it. Yeah. Uh, if I were you, I'd take that trade too. Um, but maybe you'll <laughs> get both or maybe you'll get none. Um, yeah, we'll see. That's it's all to play for. I mean, <laughs> both these teams have the potential to win the three remaining trophies they play for. Yeah. It's kind and, of, wild. I mean, Liverpool already won the, uh, the, the most glorious of them all, the most important trophy, the Carabao cup, mm-hmm. the yeah. greatest, the, the greatest trophy that anyone could ever win. Uh, the only one that undisputed, matters. undisputed. <laughs> um, but anyways, Jimmy, speaking of all to play for, let's go and talk about the top four race. Let's talk about Arsenal and Spurs. And I guess United, I think I'm ready to say that United are not making the top four this year. Are you? I'm not ready to say that yet. You won't give up on them. I won't give up on them. I won't give up on West Ham either. I'm up on any of them out. I'm not. I'm not. I do think, I agree with you that I think the pole position is Arsenal and Spurs. I think Arsenal have, it's completely in their hands. They've, and they, you know, they've kind of squandered that a little bit this week, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But it is still in their hands to finish top four. All they have to do is win their remaining matches and they will finish top four. It's as simple as that. Easier said than done, right? But much easier said than done. <laughs> but um, I, Spurs obviously have come good over the last three matches. Um, after a, a pretty rocky few weeks. Yeah. Um, and Arsenal have been less great over the last three matches than they were after a really, really good run. Um, obviously in that though, they, they had the tough defeat to Liverpool, which was prior to the international break and right. then come back from the break and have the three nil defeat that they had yesterday, uh, yesterday, Monday mm-hmm. to palace, which was a tough one. And palace are a tough team palace. When they're up for it, they are just, they can beat anybody. I mean, they've, they've, Gave City more than they could handle all year. They beat them and then drew them. So it's, yeah, they're a tough team. But I mean, what do you think, Michael? Are you, I know you get nervous. I can see that the smile that you had previously is not there anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've ever been so confident on this podcast that Arsenal are making top four this year, even like, like Mikel Arteta just won manager of the month prior to this defeat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know that Arsenal are in the driver's seat, I know that the ball is in their court. But I'm terrified of every match. Every game we play, we sweat out. Um, there's no scorers on this team, which is a huge problem. And now, after this 3-0 defeat to Palace, which, I mean, I I think Arsenal fans were kind of expecting a result like this. Like, we always struggle against Palace. And Palace have been on a good run. It, it's just like it felt like it was coming and we were due. Uh, and then Tierney got hurt before this match on international break, uh, some knee damage, not able to get into the team. And now he's going to be out till the end of the season. And then Thomas Partey towards the end of this match, who has been a world beater uh, aside from Crystal Palace, he was terrible, um, looked like he tore a muscle in his hamstring. And so who knows how long he'll be out for. So right now, Arsenal are still without Tomiyasu. We're going to be without Kieran Tierney uh, for the foreseeable future. And 
without Thomas Partey. And I can't uh, overstate how important Kieran Tierney is. Uh, I think it's kind of flown under the radar for me this year because the partnership of Gabrielle and Ben White has been so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw at Crystal Palace just how important Tierney is because Nuno Tavares can't play. I mean, Nuno Tavares is bad. He he absolutely stinks. He can't control the ball. Uh, literally, he's just fast. He had us fooled the first few games of the season, but he's just fast. And until he proves otherwise, um, he's not good enough to be in this team. And he was pulled at halftime tactically, I guess, um, because we were already down two at that point. But he he's going to struggle mightily. We have some very tough matches coming up. Um, I'm just not sure that this team has enough depth to go and make top four. Um, and we still have to play Spurs, United, and Chelsea, along with uh, some other very tough teams that we struggle against, like Brighton. We have Brighton next. So I am I'm nervous. I really am. Um, if, if I were a betting man, I'd probably bet that Spurs are going to make top four, which would really suck, because I think Arsenal have been the better side over the course of the season. Um, but obviously that will show on the final table who is really the better side over the course of the season. Um, I am, I just, I'm so concerned about these injuries now. I don't, I don't know if they're going to have enough to get it over the line. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I would be, I would think it would be, I guess a testament to Spurs and to Conte, if they were able to actually finish top four after the season they've had, it's been a very odd season for Spurs. And... It, like, yes and no, though. Like, that team is like, I don't know. They still have Harry Kane. They still have Son. They have Lucas Mora. They brought in Christian Romero. They have all these great players, and, and they've just underperformed. Where yeah, I think no, I, 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 feel, I feel less like, oh, it would be such a feat for them, as opposed to Arsenal, who are running out a bunch of 20-year-olds. It's it's yeah. much more of a feat for Arsenal to make it as opposed yeah. to Spurs or United. Yeah, no, no, and that's that's not quite what I mean. What I mean is that they've had such a like their start to the season was so awful, and then even the beginning of Conte's run was so poor and just yeah. The fact that they're even there is surprising more than anything else, um, and it may just be that it may just be based off of sheer talent that they have the fourth most talented side, so they're able to be there though i think you maybe have to look at united at that and say there's a lot of talent there what the hell (laughs) with them then um and i do want to talk about them briefly in a second too but i still think i i still feel like arsenal are going to make it i do think that the striker problem is a major problem i see it with city where city have better players and it's still a major problem and it it really just some days it looks like it doesn't matter and you can throw three to four goals that are beautifully created and you're like, oh, we don't need a striker. And then the next game, it's just there's there's 10 men behind the ball and you can't break free and you can't break through. And the crosses that go to the right spot, they go to the front of the goal, they go to the back post, and there's just not someone with that instinct to be there and put them away. Yeah, um, I, I, I think thankfully for both of us, this will be the last season we'll both have to deal with that. Fingers I, I, crossed yeah. we both get the right signings. Yes. But I mean... Yeah. That game against Palace, it's like Arsenal were down two, and then we subbed on Martinelli um, and I think Eddie. And 
we almost scored two goals immediately. Like, mm-hmm. if anyone on this team had any ability to score, like, Arsenal would have potentially gotten points from this game, mm-hmm. cons- even, like, being dominated as much as they were. So, I don't know. It, the, the scoring problem is massive. Yeah. I, I agree, but again, you know, we're looking at nine remaining games. They just got to make it it's through nine points. games. It's a lot. It's a lot, but I, I don't know. I have more faith than you. I think they're going to do it. Um, I, I really I hope just, so, Jimmy. But, like, the, this, they have tough matches coming up. They have Brighton and Southampton, which are two two games they have to win. Absolutely have to win. And then they have Chelsea, United, West Ham, and then Leeds and then Spurs. I mean, that's a that's a tough run. Luckily for them, they don't have any other matches. So they can put all their energy into those. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I really think it comes down to I mean, rightly so, if they can beat Spurs and if they can beat United, they should be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they hold their again, when you hold your own faith in your hands, it's it's they have the chance. And we'll see. And I mean, I don't believe any of the the teams being Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, United, but you throw Wolves in there if you want. I don't think any of them are going to win all of their remaining games. No, definitely not. So um, there's there'll be an opportunity to make up if they were to drop points in one of those games. Like I it's yeah. gonna be a battle. It will be a battle. I will put I'm gonna ride with Arsenal for now. I think Spurs and Arsenal probably are your favorites. I think I still think United I wouldn't rule them out, but I mean, United are a mess in terms of, like, you just don't know what you're going to get from them. I think the only reason I don't rule them out is I think they're the strong, crazily as it sounds, I do think that the, the, they have the, like, by the book strength in terms of they have a great goalkeeper. De Gea has been back to being De Gea. Mm -hmm. When they're not making stupid mistakes in defense, at times their defense can look pretty solid. And they they score goals. I mean, they they have Ronaldo. Ronaldo scores goals. Players like Bruno can score goals. We we've seen it. You know they have they have Jaden Sancho's come in a better form. Like they have goal scorers in their team. Sometimes that's all it takes to separate it. And that to your point, that may be what does it for Spurs, because we've seen Harry Kane come good. Yeah. Um, and that's been what's been driving them forward now. So it, it could be as simple as that. Yeah, we'll I um, it, it's going to be very close. I think if Partey is hurt for long term, I think Arsenal are in big trouble because. The, that bench is not deep at all. I mean, it, we might have to put Granit Xhaka at left back, and then we're going to have to start uh, Sambi in the midfield. Uh, it, it's going to be very difficult, um, as as happens when you loan out half of your team. Uh, you don't have much depth. So Which makes sense. We'll see. Um, I think regardless of what happens, Arsenal, they're going to be in Europe one way or another. Um They've they've had a, an incredible season considering what they've had to play with and how they started the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy at this point, and I think Arsenal fans share that sentiment. I mean, after the game, they were singing Mikel Arteta's name, even though we just lost to Palace 3-0. Um, so I think there's a good feeling around the club. Getting top four this year would just be incredible. So I am I am so hoping, but I'm I'm trying to reverse jinx us by saying that we're not going to get it. <laughs> I'm using the old reverse jinx. Uh, I love it. Um, we shall see. We'll see what happens. But Michael, the thing I really want to talk about is I find far more interesting than the top four. 
<laughs> the relegation, the relegation battle. battle this year. <laughs> because especially after today, where Burnley has won 3-2 over Everton, yep. it is a real possibility that Everton are going to be relegated. Everton is one, one point ahead of Burnley, and they're even on matches. And I think Burnley is the better team. They if are the better team. Everton, no, no I, you're right. And if, Bur- if Everton get relegated, that would be so fucking funny. I would, I would be delighted. This would be the, the biggest disaster in, like, I think, my time watching sports. Aside from the Falcons losing the Super Bowl to the Patriots. <laughs> this is the ultimate crumble. Like Everton were what where did they finish last year? They almost made Europe, didn't they? Yes, they they so last year they it, this is the craziest thing cuz we need to go through like the last 3 years with Everton. Um, Every year. They've gotten better. Yeah. So it it's been crazy because if you think of it, um I think it was 3 years now when they had the new owner take over and there was the, you know, the influx of money and all of that. But they still struggled. They, you know, they were mid-table. And then last year, you know, they bring in Carlo Ancelotti. They make the signings of James. Uh, they bring in Decore. They bring in Allen. Like they bring on like real, you know, top-tier players. And they started the year really great. I, I looked it up. They actually ended up finishing tenth because they really struggled near the end of the year. Um, but they, you know, in kind of in the middle. The whole back half of the season, kind of like from this period on, was not great. But they had that start of the year so hot. If you remember at the beginning of last year, I think yeah. they were in first after like, you know, four or five matches. Yep. Um, and, and it looked like it was finally coming together. And they were spending, you know, they've spent a great deal of money the last three years on players. Um, and then to just see it crumble like it has. And it's, it's kind of unfair to them because the Ancelotti situation worked the way it did. Where, you know, Real Madrid looked like they were going to hire Allegri. And from what he's come out and say, he basically, he was signed and agreed. Yeah. And then backed out to go back to Juve. And then they somehow went to Ancelotti, brought him back. And kind of, you know, at the, you know, not hmm. too late, not too early in the process. Like late into the, the off season, And it really just, it, it was a tailspin at Everton. I mean, it just, it's been a disaster of a season in every way. They made the decision to bring on Frank Lampard, which really bad. And I think we just, both both knew that just, wasn't a good choice. And I mean, who the hell are we to know that's not a good choice? And yeah. and the people hiring Frank Lampard are making that decision. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, just I can't imagine failing at Chelsea with the talent that they have. Like Frank Lampard left Chelsea and then that team went on to win the Champions League. So Frank Lampard had a team that had the talent level to win the Champions League and couldn't couldn't get above what were they in fifth or sixth place when he was there? They were lower, I believe they were lower than that at they, the time they were, because they had to fight all the way to top four. Yeah, they were um, yeah. they were in that battle. Yeah. And and then you hire him to to take over a team that's kind of mid table battling relegation a little bit. I just it, it was not the right choice from the start and I'm I'm not I'm not surprised that he's still their manager, but I think what what has he had now like three months and he's only won one or two games I think yeah. in the league. And, and they've looked really bad. Yes, that's been the thing is like awful. They, they've looked bad really all year. Outside of a little bit at the beginning of the year when we've seen Damari Gray do crazy things and we're like, oh, you know, maybe they got something. It it's just been, it's really bad. They're a poor team. 
I think the Burnley win today is massive. I think to your point, as much as I think I'd love to see Burnley relegated, mm-hmm. I think Burnley are a clearly a better coach team. They're a more organized team. I think that they they're just a better team overall. And Everton have a bad, bad schedule. They have to play United, Leicester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester City again. Those are all in a row. And then they get Watford, Brentford, Palace, and Arsenal. That's <laughs> awful. There's three wins in that that I see. Three potential. Well, and, and I mean, in those, those Brentford, that Brentford game is going to be a very important game. Crystal Palace is no pushover. No. I mean, I, you look at Brentford, and I, I'd say they're safely secure. But they're still going to be fighting for every point because they know how important it is to them. I mean, that Arsenal game, Arsenal, that's the last game of the season. Arsenal may be fighting to secure the top four spot. Like I'm going to make a prediction here. Uh, Arsenal will miss top four because they lose to Everton, who escaped relegation beating them. Wow. That's my life, Jimmy. I mean, they already lost to Everton this season when Everton were on a run of like eight games without a win. Damari Gray scored the goal of his lifetime and then fell off the face of the earth again. The fucking guy. I mean, I'm I'm all set with Everton. I honestly, I might be changing my tune a little bit. I want to see them go down over Burnley. Wow. Yeah. You just want chaos. That's why. I do. You want the chaos of going down. <laughs> I really um, do. That would be the I, Leicester I City be... winning the title. Yeah. <laughs> Almost equivalent. I, I really would be shocked if this happens. I really think it's a real possibility, too. Um, oh, now it is. Now it is. Like, they have... No games in hand anymore. They're in and trouble. Burnley have a better goal differential at right now, so I, it could really happen. I, I, that's, I find that so interesting. The fallout from that, like Richarlison was a hundred million dollar man, uh, <laughs> but a year ago, uh, I wonder what he would go for. And uh, some players like Yeramina or Allen Decore, I wonder if those guys stay. In a yeah. in a relegation, Pickford, campaign. England's number one no, relegated to the championship. <laughs> that's that's Aaron Ramsdale, uh, who has been relegated uh, we'll to the see. championship twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I mean Calvert Lewin looks like he's on his way out as well. So mm-hmm. Everton are in big trouble, I think, even past this season. But to stay up is obviously the paramount concern. And uh, it's not easy, yeah. which is wild. <laughs> it's wild. And the last note I want to make on that is completely separate from Everton, but in the relegation battle. Credit to our boy, Mr. America, Jesse Marsh, taking over Leeds. And he's got them going right. He's got them headed in the right direction. They may do it by the skins of their teeth in every yeah. single game, but they're doing it. Yeah, I think I think Leeds are safe. Um they're not completely out of this relegation fight, but their last three results, I think they had two wins and a draw. And um, they have a little bit of a softer schedule um, than Everton do. Yeah. So, And, I mean, they, those were tough matches, two of those. I mean, they beat Wolves and they drew Southampton, who were both very, very tough teams. Um, so credit to them being able to do that. Credit to Jesse Marsh for being likable to the point that he is, <laughs> I think, at least helping get rid of some negative stereotypes about American managers. So credit to him for that. Yeah. Um, another team I want to talk about is Leicester City. Uh, I got to watch Leicester play Arsenal not that long ago. They're just like, I don't know what's wrong with Leicester. I think 
I don't know where if Brendan Rodgers is there past this year is basically the main question I wanted to ask you. What do you think about that? Yeah, I kind of feel I, I feel the same way in a way because I feel like they've plateaued. Mm-hmm. Like they're still good. They're a good team, but they're not what they were in any way. Um, but it, any game they can turn it on and they can be, a, you know, I mean, a very difficult to beat team. Um, a great team that they're still going on a run in the uh, the conference league. Um, they they have the potential. I mean, they drew United. They had beat they had beat Brentford. They lost to Arsenal, obviously, but they're you know they've they've been better recently, I think, than they were earlier in the year. But again, and there's a lot of talent on that team. Like there's a lot of players there. I mean, and we're finally seeing. I think the big thing for them is that Fofana has made his return from injury. Yeah, and he's a player who I think. He will. You will see him playing at a top club, you know, in the next few years. Assuming he can get the injury issues behind him, you'll you'll see a big transfer coming for him. Yeah. He he looks like he's got all the talent and has delivered every time he's been playing. So I think getting him back is massive for them because I do think they're a team that str- has in the past struggled from just lack of depth. When they lose people, they have a real hard time replacing them. Mm-hmm. So I do kind of agree with your point though that it feels like the Brendan Rodgers has been linked with a lot of jobs over the last year, which makes me think that maybe he's looking away. And I, I wonder if Lester maybe wouldn't mind, you know, a change. Yeah, I just don't know where he would go. I mean, speaking of managers, um, today it came out that Ten Hag from Ajax is looking like he's finalizing a contract at United, uh, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I mean, a few years ago, Ten Hag was like the guy after yeah. Ajax went on their Champions League run. Yeah. And then I feel like we haven't heard much about him i know they win the the danish uh, the dutch league every year yeah i mean um, i think he i think he has potential to be a great manager i think he's a very good manager i do question if the united team is the right team for him to be going to with his style of play and the way he likes to manage teams doesn't really seem to fit with united but that seems to be a trend with united which is they don't hire managers that really fit what they actually have or they don't buy players that really fit there anyway they just buy the marquee Uh, names and put them in the spot and hope that they do well yeah i mean i'm good with it i hope they continue to do that they can do that forever and i'll be happy (laughs) um they can make the big splashy signings that don't fit their system don't fit their manager and Mm -hmm. we'll spend five years wondering why it didn't work out and (laughs) then we'll rinse repeat and do it again fingers crossed um but last team i think i want to talk about before we go to predictions jimmy is chelsea um chelsea got beat up by Brentford 4-1 uh, at home this past week. Mm-hmm. And today they're getting beat up by uh, yeah, Real Madrid 3-1. in the Champions League. Yeah, 3-1, a Benzema hat trick. Are you, are you thinking that Chelsea might not finish in that third spot at all? Do you think that Arsenal and Spurs, one of them could potentially move up and knock them down to fourth? Not that it matters, but... Do you think there'll be any shuffle there? No, I don't. I don't. I think Chelsea, they're just a solid team. They're, I mean, they've obviously, they, at the beginning of the year, we thought they were going to win the league. I think most people I did. I mean, they, sh- um, they were the favorites for me, but Lukaku has not panned out. I mean, I think, they're, I think they're just better than the other teams. They're more consistent. They're way stronger defensively. Yeah. Uh, than most of these teams. I, I mean, that's their bread and butter is defensively. And I think we've seen a little bit more of a spark. Specifically, I want to say Kai Havertz looks like Kai Havertz that we thought Chelsea was going to get. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been their best player this season. Um, so I, I think that's positive for them, um, which, you know, he obviously had a rough first year, even though he scored the winner in the Champions League. Um, he, he didn't have a great first season, but he's looking good. And I think Chelsea are a good team. Obviously, Chelsea have the off-the-field stuff that's been in play, too. And we don't know how much that's impacted players. It's yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see how it impacts their summer dealings. Uh, we, we've seen Christensen has signed for Barcelona, the worst kept secret in the world. Yep. Barcelona seems to be interested in Azpilicueta possibly as well. And Rudiger. And, and Rudiger, I I want to put this. I'm going to make my Rudiger prediction. Rudiger will play for Juventus next season. Interesting. Interesting. Came from, I believe he played for Torino, and I could be wrong on Torino. It could have been Roma, but I know he came from Serie A. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if he's willing to go back there. I think Juventus are trying to make some moves to get back to where they were, and I think they need to start. Not that Rudiger's particularly young; he's you know he'll be he's 29 years old, but he's younger in comparison to Benucci and Chiellini. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think bringing him in would be a really good move for Juventus. I looked it up; it was Roma he played for. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I, I think I think he's going to go to Juventus. That's my prediction for him, and I, I think it'll be an excellent signing because I do think Rudiger's an excellent player. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of reshuffling in that Chelsea back line, it looks like, um, because they can't really move their finances around, it seems. They can't re-sign players right now or transfer, I, I think. That could be a complete lie. But, um, yeah, with the with the Roman Abramovich situation, who knows what's going on or what will happen there. Uh, but anyways, Jimmy, I think it's time we move to predictions. And we start on Friday at 3 p.m., Eastern with Newcastle versus Wolves. Who do you got there? So Newcastle have not been great the last few matches. They got their ass absolutely kicked by Spurs, but I'm going to pick Newcastle 2-1. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to go the opposite <laughs> way. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0, actually, to Wolves. Uh, Wolves are strong. Wolves have impressed me all year, too. Yeah. That's another team that I think has, has been excellent. Um, and then we have Everton and United, the underachiever derby. Yeah, I'm going to go. I have to go with United in this one. I At 2 0, United. I'm going to go 3 0, United. I think they're going to beat him up. Uh, Watford and Leeds. Leeds 2 1. 3 2 Leeds. This is going to be a fun one. It's going to be out of control, no defending. Southampton versus Chelsea. Southampton are good. They're, they're tough. I, I, I've been impressed with them, but I'm going to go 2 1 Chelsea, but I think it's going to be a good battle. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go 2-1 Southampton. Then we have Arsenal and Brighton. Michael, I'm giving you the win. It should be a draw. Uh, Brighton's involved. This should be a draw. I'm going to go two. I'm going to go one nil Arsenal. But if it's a 1-1 draw, I feel like that's very fitting for this match. Yeah, I sure hope it's not a 1-1 draw. I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. Uh, I don't know who's going to score, but uh, fingers <laughs> crossed that we get those two goals. Uh, and then Villa and Tottenham. So here's your. This is a good one for you, Michael. Villa two one. These are the games you need Spurs to drop. These are the type of games where they can be Spursy, and I think it could happen. Right. Typically, I would pick Villa in this match. I mean, at Villa are at home. Villa haven't been good lately. I mean, I've I've watched them play a few times, and they've not impressed me. Um, they're they're a good team. They're mid table, but. I, I think Spurs are probably going to beat them. I'll go 2-1 Spurs. Leicester and Palace. 2-2 two, two draw. I'll go 
two one Palace. Uh, Norwich and Burnley. Burnley have to win this game to avoid <laughs> relegation, and I think they will. I'm actually going to go two nil Burnley. Burnley are going to drop three on these guys, just like they did on Everton. Three <laughs> one Burnley, the scoring <laughs> machine that is Burnley Football Club. <laughs> Brentford versus West Ham. This strikes me as a game that West Ham will draw. This is where, the, again, the opportunity is there for them to try to make their charge. I don't think they do. I go 2 2. Mm, I'll follow you on 2 2. I'll pick a draw with you. And then, uh, Man City, Liverpool. Did we already? We didn't give our score prediction, but we, we gave didn't give our, our score. Yeah. I am going to go 2 1 City. I, City have been. I they've been they've been up for the big matches. I think this is a big one. I think they can do it. I'm picking City two one. Please God, let it happen. <laughs> I'm gonna go two one the opposite way. I think Liverpool are gonna get past them, even playing at the Etihad. But yeah, anyway, I just want to say one thing with that. What a signing Diaz has been. Yeah, Luis Diaz has been. He he just fits right into the team. I mean, the the signings of Diaz and Jota. Have been like the two like no brainer signings of players that just fit right in and just add something so easily, so quickly to this team. If you're Spurs, like if you're Conte, you must be losing your mind because it looked like Spurs <laughs> had this locked up and to just let it fall apart like that because you were cheap. Yeah. And you let Liverpool come in and get this guy who looks like a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the recruitment of Liverpool over the past few years is insane. Allison, Salah, Van Dyke. Uh, Jota, Luis Diaz. I mean, just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know who's who's signing the players to them. If it's Klopp, I mean, God bless. He's got an eye for talent. <laughs> um, but anyways, Jimmy, uh, why don't you hit him with the plugs before we go? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. Email us, mostlysoccershow at gmail.com. You can find us on any of the podcast apps. Give us a, what do they call it, follow now. They're not subscribe anymore. Or please follow. Please give us a review if you can. We appreciate the five-star reviews. and make us very, very happy. Um, and we look forward to talking to you guys next time. It won't be as long. Yeah, hopefully not. No promises. And uh, wish Jimmy well <laughs> in his engagement. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.